I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, dear listeners and watchers. You are about to enjoy episode four of the JP Dub with very special guest, Mike DeSalvo. Along with a wonderful and amazing interview, we bookended this episode with two really cool songs. The song at the end is a music video complete with lyrics and very cool art. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy the interview. Mike's awesome. He was very gracious. He gave us the interview. It was very cool. Also, thank you for your continued support. While we try to figure out this new style of recording, we thank you. Tell all your friends about us. Finally, in the words of Wallace, a.k.a. The Juice. I'm 
Welcome, everybody, to the JP Dub podcast. This is a subsidiary podcast of Juice Pro Wrestling where we get to talk about a lot of other shit that I'm into besides professional wrestling like heavy fucking metal. Uh, our guests in the past have included metal artists such as Ather, Athner from Midnight, and we've also had the son of George Romero, George C. Romero on, and John Masari for all you horror fans. Like I said, this podcast is for everybody out there that is into music, um, creativity and it's basically based around the people that do that stuff we like to talk to those people and with us today we have another awesome legendary vocalist from the metal community uh this gentleman has performed with the infamous band cryptopsy uh coma cluster void and currently he's with a band called acurian and we're going to get to all of those projects and cover those tonight um ladies and gentlemen please welcome fucking mark DeSalvo. yeah what's happening nice intro man <laughs> Thank you. I, I stumbled a little bit, but you know, maybe the two sips yeah. of beer got to me already. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, like I said, I, I got a little, a uh, little bit of uh, uh, country home uh, uh, scotch here. Or actually, uh, yeah, scotch. Uh, uh, what do you got? Scotch, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whiskey. As as it's, uh, yeah, it's not doers, is it? No, not doers. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, what's going on in your world, brother? Ah, oh, we're just in the midst of this craziness right now. We're just uh, locked in. I've been locked in my house for, fuck, it's been uh, four days now. And uh, just writing some new material, yeah. uh, doing as much as I can to keep the girls, my girls busy and keep myself busy. And uh, it's actually been, uh, it's proven uh, quite fruitful, really. Yeah, Good. it's it's one thing I've kind of, um, in past episodes of Juice Pro Wrestling, we've talked about when all this shit started, that it is as much of a shit show um, this whole situation is, it's kind of the one beneficial thing. Uh, we're all locked in, right? Most of us with our families and stuff. And in this day and age, when we're so spread out and, you know, doing everything else and we're in, we're either we're busy with work or our phones or just entertaining ourselves through whatever, we have this time now to really reconnect with our loved ones 
and uh, family. And I think that's something that's totally cool. And you have kids. Um, so I think that's totally fucking great that you get to spend that time with them and, and as well as work on, you know, new material because that's, yeah. Hey man, make use of your time being creative, you know, big time. The last thing I want to do is sit on my ass and fucking watch Netflix all day. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> right. I don't want to see it all fucking day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you, uh, have you checked out the tiger King? I haven't, I, you know, that's what I got to see. I heard this. Is it as awesome as people say? Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. There's a lot of times, though, where I'm just sitting there like (laughs) super uncomfortable. (laughs) But it's a documentary. Yeah. 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 It's man. It's fucking awesome. So, Mike, you're a Boston native, right? East Coast guy. I am. And you're currently residing in uh, old Canada. eh? I am. eh? Yeah. I'm up here. uh, I'm um, I'm west of Montreal. So about 40 minutes west of Montreal. And uh, I've been up here for almost 25 years now. So, yeah, I'm, yeah, uh, been, I'm a native now. I've <laughs> been that do you long. Find, uh, do you find, I'm going to interrupt you guys, do you find that your accent is a mix of, like, uh, your Boston, your East East uh, Coast roots, and then that, that Montreal, that part of Canada? Not Montreal necessarily, but they have their own accent out there. And, uh, like, do you think you do you, think you got a mix of, uh, of a little bit of both? I don't think so. No? no, no, I don't think so. Uh, a lot of people from up here. I mean, they're you know right away they they're like, oh, you're not from here. You're not from here. No shit. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I've had people say, oh, you're from Jersey. You're from New York. Uh, no, fuck no. I'm I'm from Boston. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking right. Yeah, no, I, I haven't lost the accent. Uh, in fact, I go back to Boston. I feel like it it almost like falls into sync even more. You know, it's just a it's an accent that I'm. You know, I just I love it. You know, it's 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 home, you know. So so speaking of Boston, I want to kind of get into a little bit of your early days. I mean, everybody, of course, uh, every extreme metal or death metal fan out there knows you uh, for your work with Cryptopsy. I mean, uh, you you cut two killer albums with those guys, Whisper Supremacy and Then You'll Beg. um, And following up, uh, probably one of, if not the best death metal albums of all time and None So Vile, which was a fucking ridiculously hard thing to do um so before we even really get into your time with cryptopsy uh give me a little bit about your roots out there in boston i mean were you into like the the hardcore scene uh what was going on in your early days like in your youth well you know i mean boston's got a funny funny thing about boston the history of uh of of metal and hardcore and and punk used to be a very very tight-knit community Mm. and um this was like this for all through my youth, uh, from when I started going to shows at 14 years old. I used to get into shows, actually, let's say right turning 15, I used to get into shows that were 18 plus, even 21 plus. They never fucking caught it back in the day. And uh, <laughs> I used to go see, I mean, I seen everyone. Uh, they mm-hmm. used to go into town. Uh, one specific uh, place called The Channel, famed club that was, uh, oh, fuck, it was, a, it was like the soundtrack of my youth for um, going to shows and, and meeting people that were in the scene and, and things like that. So, you know, there was all there was always that love of going to see shows and then watching these bands up close, watching bands like Overkill and Testament and Trouble, oh, yeah. King Diamond, uh, Nausea. I mean, fuck you, name the Suicidal Tennessee. I seen them all. Back fuck yeah, in the day. yeah. And um, <clears throat> so there was always this, you know, the camaraderie was there for one. Um, so. You, you sort of you, you fell in line with whoever the fuck was playing. Really, it was like, okay, there's punk bands playing, awesome, let's go. There's there's metal bands, there's there's hardcore bands, like awesome. Like uh, we, we just we we soaked it up, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very proud of being part of that scene, you know. 
And, and I think, you know, it just, it, it was one of those things that sort of the, you know, you talk about the roots, it, it, seeing these bands up on that stage and, and saying, you know, like I'm, I'm right there. I can fucking reach these people. And yeah. well, you know, maybe I could do that someday, you know, and I, you know, I wasn't playing any of I played the fucking clarinet when I was a kid, you know, so, <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows that by the way. Um, so yeah, yeah. So I used to play, you know, stuff like that. I, I, I've always had the love of music. Uh, but then it just, you know, I had friends that picked up uh, instruments and it just kind of fell into my lap where it was like, hey, man, here's a reporter's mic. You want to, you know, let's hook it up to my my PA and we'll, you know, have you sing. All right. Well, what the fuck? We'll try it out. So, of course, I did. And, you know, it was it was it was fucking abysmal. You know, I didn't know. What the fuck I was doing. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, but over time, it you know, you start to make your way around and you start to feel it out and you start writing, you know, bad lyrics and work through those and you you know you start to formulate the songs a bit more and understand the riffing and things like that i mean you know the the rhythm has always been there um it was just piecing the rest of the shit together that you know that that i needed and uh, i we played a lot i played constantly with just kids in the neighborhood get together just bullshit songs fake songs uh try and try and you know try and do some uh some shitty covers and things like that you know <laughs> anyway, just to, just to fucking play music really yeah and uh you know and then and then it just you know it it, it went off from there my father was uh, the first one to buy me a pa bought me this shitty little pv pa that i, I that it was what i wanted it was i you know i want to say it was like three four hundred bucks back then <clears throat> and he had said to me you know he was like you know what i, I can't believe i'm buying this shit for you because this is this is gonna be like everything else you're just gonna fucking blow it off you know over time i love my father and, and i understand where he came from with it you know but uh but i stuck to it and you know i don't want to say it was like in your face kind of kind of thing but but it was definitely a no no i'm, I'm serious about this and, and i want to i want to make something of this you know and so i just kept at it and kept at it got together with other people who were more serious i uh, started a band called skeletal onslaught uh with with some friends we put a demo out it was you know it was i mean we were just figuring shit out you know yeah and um you know, we had um, we we put a demo out, and then I had joined simultaneously. I joined a more hardcore band called Mindscape, and started doing something a little different there. So it wasn't so heavy. It wasn't singing so heavy. It was more singing, you know, trying to kind of sing and, and do metal thing uh, at the same time. And then from there, it uh, it, it it stemmed to uh, Infestation, who I was with for uh, for two demos after that, and uh, we had at that point we started playing. A lot, you know. The other two bands we were playing, we we got the chance to play with a lot of lot of local bands. We got you know got the chance to play with some uh, some headliners and uh, some you know some major bands that came through. But Infestation was really where it started for me in terms of getting a chance to play with huge names. You know, we, right. we got you know, we got shows with you know uh, uh, Carcass and Napalm Death, and I mean, yeah. we just you know we were we were we were pretty lucky. We were in the right spot for that. You know, we had. Local local metal bands that we were playing with a lot that there was the you know real strong camaraderie with, and then those bands that we were friends with happened to all get on those those huge shows that were coming through, and uh, you know that's I, you know I don't want to say it's 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 certainly not where I cut my teeth, but is definitely the place where I you know everything sort of got better for me you know in terms of finding my voice you know lyrically uh, lyrical content was much stronger much better. And uh, and then it just you know from there it, you know I, I moved up to Montreal with every intention of keeping that going and you know of course it it you know it fell south obviously um, being so far away and Mike, uh, well 
what was your connection with Montreal, though? Uh, was it uh, bandmates you were with at the time, or that's actually a funny story? We had um, we had played with Infestation. We had gone to play a, a, a ten keg party in uh, New Bedford, Mass, mm-hmm. and it was in this this huge complex of uh, like it was like a mill mill area. And so deep in this mill was this huge party where there was like 15 bands. One of the bands was Cryptopsy, who at the time uh, was uh, Gamora. At, at the time, I'm, I'm sure that was the name. I had this discussion with uh, with Dan, Lord Worm, and, yeah. and he's like, I'm telling you it wasn't Gamora. I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm telling you it was Gamora. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I mean, he was in the band, so what the fuck do I know? But but that's who I remember it being, right? Mm-hmm. So it was Gamora. But I had met them, and... Um, uh, you know, we, we hit it off with those guys immediately. They got up on stage. Flo was fresh in the band. He yeah. was like a 17-year-old kid. He was a fucking drum whiz. Unbelievable. That kid just, you know, they they laid waste to the place. Honestly, they were the best band there. And, you know, this keg party that we went to, you know, uh, we right before the band, right before the first band gets on, who shows up? The cops, of course. Yeah. Cops come in, break up everything. They, they grab all 10 kegs, take off. And um, and then say, okay, boys, go ahead, <laughs> keep, keep playing. <laughs> so we had the, the keg party with all yeah. the keg, and, uh, and that's where I met those guys. So we had been in touch for uh, for I guess a couple of years, anyways. Mm-hmm. I had been uh, pen pals with uh, Steve Tebow at the time, and uh, I had, I had sent them a flyer saying, well, yeah, I want you guys come down for a show, and then they, vice versa. They had said Steve set up two shows, two separate shows. Uh, sorry, three shows for us over two separate accounts. Uh, first time we went up, we played a place called the Jailhouse with Cryptopsy. Second time we went up, we played up in Ramuski, which at, the, at that time was a fucking major hotbed for uh, for metal. Uh, it's a it's a smaller town in the middle of fucking nowhere. Uh, well, it's not even that small, but it's it's way out. And um, there was like a thousand kids that come out to the show. They got nothing to do out there, so they they all come out to the show. So Cryptopsy played that show. No, sorry, they didn't play that show. They booked Steve booked us that show. The next night we played in Montreal and we uh, we opened for for that at Cryptopsy. So from there it started. It's actually the place where I met my wife. It's uh, it's really, I would say, the time it sort of all happened because I became very close friends with them at that point. And uh, once I moved up here, they you know uh, Dan had left the left the band at that point and. Um, Flo had asked me we were out for drinks, and he said, hey, man, you know what? Like, we want you to come down and try out. So I, you know, I came <laughs> with my ass to learn the songs and came down. Yeah. Mm. What the fuck was going through your head when they asked you that, though? I mean, I was saying, like, you know, I was like, I just got out of my other project. Um, you know, I mean, music's in my blood. I wanted to play. It wasn't, mm-hmm. a, it wasn't for a lack of interest. It was just a lack of people to play with at the moment. And it was right. short-lived. It, it was short-lived. It happened pretty quickly. Once, they, once he found out that, that I was out of that project, and um, and then of course Lord Worm was out. Mm-hmm. Then it just it just came together very very uh, very very smoothly. And you and uh, I mean, like you said, you and Worm were, were friends. I mean, you were friends with all these guys, you know. Because um, I remember w- when that album came out, um, Whisper Supremacy, and it was uh, it was weird for a lot of people because the, the adjustment, you know, and this no not sure. to you, it, it, but even like. You know me, I love that fucking album now, but it, it took me a while to adjust because you're coming off of Blasphemy and None So Vile. And like I said, man, None So Vile, ha- in my opinion, has to be the perfect fucking most brutal, vile, death metal fucking album ever created. I and agree. I'm saying a lot because there's a lot of great shit, but man, that just fucking, 
set the bar and it's, it's man and it's been there's been very few people to really kind of get up there with that album yeah so it's I, an exceptional I, record man it's just and i still like almost it's every other day I, i'm throwing that on you know and nice. before and i had to i had to revisit more of a whisper and daniel beg you know before this interview um but over time I, I grew to love that because at first it was like you know being a fan of it before I was actually involved in the scene and everything. You're sitting there and you're like, man, I just, I was obsessed with Lord Worm. Like, you know, his lyrical, it's like this dark poetry. It's so, it's beautiful. And then that voice and and everything he's, it's fucking weird, but he's saying everything he's fucking has written down there. You know, it's it's so weird because you hear it. It's just like this, like (laughs) fucking amazing, man. And then, uh, it's funny, me and my uh, girl were watching some stuff uh, last weekend. I went and got her tire changed. We were watching uh, some footage when he came back in like 2005 or 2006, and he's feeding people the worms, and she's like watching it. She's like, <laughs> like yeah. all ready to throw up. Yeah. Like, yeah, man, that's fucking worm. But, uh, you know, he was he was one of those guys that just, like like I said, they, that group, that click that recorded that album, was it was just amazing. So then enter, you know, yourself and Whisper Supremacy, the music had kind of evolved a little bit with, you know, from None So Vile. You guys had like some some jazzy elements and shit in there, yeah. which was really cool. But there was still that signature sound. And then you yourself being a more, I, I would say, like kind of hardcore vocalist. It's a, It was a big leap because you you were more enunciating with, you know, your lyrics and stuff. But there was still this like, dude, Whisper. And I love the way your vocals sound on both albums. But, dude, for me, it's like Whisper. It just it sounds more fucking brutal you know like uh i don't know what it was it maybe something in the mix or in the mastering or something but that i can tell you about it but yeah uh well actually i'll, I'll tell you now it, it basically what what the difference between the two albums uh yeah. vocally was um <clears throat> i had a um i had a fucking terrible terrible cold mm. uh when we were recording uh um uh, the other record and um <laughs> <laughs> the other record <laughs> yeah the other record um yeah, you know, uh, it, it you know when we were recording that it was, you know, and then your bag was Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute, but then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever. Because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. I, I'm, I'm super proud of the record. I, you know, I, we worked tremendously hard on putting this, putting this album together. And um, when we hit the studio, by the time we were in the studio, and, and I had the last week of the block that we had to record. Right. And we had spent a fortune on that, or, or Century Media had, had given us a fortune to, to spend on that record. So we, you know, when, when you when you've got a situation where you've got five days left to record, you know, and I wasn't doing them all uh, like, you know, I know Lord Worm does. He had done all the all the tracks in like a day. stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. But it's not my style. I want to I want to spend time with it. And, you know, uh, I'm not I don't want to rush it. You know, so right. we had already blocked out a certain amount of time that that we were going to uh, record that. And um, I just I had I had come down with. It was like a like a flu. Basically, I was sick. I had uh, I had uh, temperature. I had uh, no voice. And then I tried plowing through this album because we had no time 
to extend the the period of time is it, really what happened. Yeah. So, I, you know, and, and I, you know, I, I love the record. I still listen to it. Um, when I listen to it, though, I know that it's it's not what I wanted for, for my voice. And, um, you know, I appreciate everyone. You know, there's a lot of people that really love it. There's people, you know, both sides of the spectrum. Right. And, um, and but it really comes down to that. It was it was uh, an unfortunate situation that we had to we had to work around and uh, did the best I could. Oh fuck it, man! I mean, it's like I said, it's still a brutal album, and that—that's cool. I, I was not aware of that that you were ill during that record. At least you had the fucking balls to do it. I know? did, man. I fucking sat in a room. I shit you not. I sat in a room and tried just, you know, uh, uh, just trying to fucking push it out, like just just to get in the fucking studio. <laughs> it was, you know, it was it was to that level. I just remember sitting there, like at at some point when we were, we were you know, this, you know, I hear some of the parts, and I'm like, oh man, mm-hmm. like, uh, but it is what it is and i've accepted it you know it's it's you know i don't look back at it and say oh, i wish it was i wish it was it's right. the album and uh, that was the performance and and i'm uh, you know i'm certainly okay with that fuck yeah so getting back to whisper real quick i mean there was so you guys did a few tracks that um i don't know if they were intended for worm or, or what because you know i ancient lore goes i mean from a fan standpoint uh that they were working they we're working on what was it? The book of suffering, like the, the tomb one and two, something that they got around to doing now with, uh, Matt McGuire. <laughs> I can't say his last name. <laughs> <laughs> or do I want to, <laughs> but anyways, so, and they wanted to go in a different direction. Worm didn't want to do it. And then he took time to go teach or work at the brewery or whatever, you know, however the story goes. But, um, there were still a few remnants left, you know, as far as songs like cold, hate, warm blood. Uh, how was it to like, I mean, what were you thinking? What was your mindset going into like, okay, this is one of worms pieces. I'm going to be recording this. I mean, you were, were you just like, fuck it. Cause to me, it almost seems like a, like a, when Ronnie James Dio joined Sabbath, it's like, I'm not going to be Ozzy. I'm going to fucking be me and still fucking kick ass. You know what I mean? I, I really did go in with that with that intention of making sure that that the album was 100 percent me, you know, mm-hmm. vocally, uh, lyrically as well. Um, you know, I had to, you know, obviously I had huge um, shoes to fill yeah. with, uh, with Dan. So, you know, I th- I'd say the transition was easy because, uh, you know, we we uh, we were and our friends, great friends. Um, so there was, you know, there was never uh I never felt I had to outdo him or I never felt I had to, you know, uh, follow in his footsteps or any of that sort of stuff. It was always set from the start, uh, even though it would have been what I would have done it, from, you know, from his standpoint, he was always like, dude, do what you do. And uh, I was like, okay, well, that's, that's cool. I'm glad to hear it from you. For sure. Well, you got, yeah. You know, you anyway. his blessing, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get his blessing, you get his blessing, you get the band's blessing, like, good, we're going to, we're going to do something else now. Um, <clears throat> You know, meant everything for me because I mean I wouldn't have done it any other way. You know, uh, last thing I'm going to do is pull out fucking worms and start eating that shit. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> right? You know? Maybe some fucking yeah. gummy worms. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even fucking man. I'm not doing worms. It's not fucking. Yeah. Worms. No. So that's his. That's his. You know, that's his his gig. And um, <clears throat> you know, I had to. I had to 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 form my own you know, stage presence and, and bring my own ideas to the table and, um, and showcase what I could bring 
um, yeah. was different from what he was doing, you know? Oh yeah. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's basically, you know, the, the mindset was that, especially going into those first two songs that were already written. I, I can't speak on if the, if the, uh, if the, 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 the tome, um, whatever you call it, I forget the, the name of it there, but, but um, I, I, don't, I don't recall that being talked about um, back then. So if it was, it wasn't something that was brought to my attention and it was, it was always left as an untitled album until we came up with the album. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know if it was, if it was, that was, a, that was something when he had come back and they had started to work on and then he left. Um, I think it was probably around that because I, don't, I really don't remember that. Oh yeah. 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 Right. yeah. yeah. I think it was at that point, and then he then he left, and then and then of course Matt came in uh, after that, right? Um, So yeah, I mean, you know, when those two songs, the you know White Worms and uh, and uh, uh, Cold Hate Warm Blood were already written when I came in. So what I did was I went back and and learned the entire catalog of songs, and each practice I would come in, I'd have two or three songs under my belt. And just hammer those ones out, and I wanted to get through them as fast as possible because I I love those fucking two songs, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was I, they play it, and I just sit there and just watch them play, and I'm like, fuck, I want to play this, you know. So I, you know, for myself, I was kind of learning them a little bit, but I but not. I had to focus on the old stuff. They wanted me to go through the back catalog and learn right. every every song, so I did, and uh, then finally got around to that, and I didn't change anything per se, uh, except for the delivery. The delivery was was the only thing that I, I switched around. For example, on uh, on Cold Hate Warm Blood, that whole last section where it's the, the, the glass grinding, you know, black metal kind of part there, where he's talking about the months. Uh, yeah, um, I love so that. whole section. He was literally just, bleh, 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 you know, like this, and I was just like, how the fuck is he putting this in? Like, all right, I just got to mold it together. and uh, Yeah, just you know, do you. Yeah, just fucking do me. That's it. And I'm just going to add all the words in, and that's that, you know? Well, it was cool, though, because Worm was on that track. You know, he laid some vocals on, on there with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah, um, we had him. That was uh, that was by design. We wanted him on the album um, 100%. You know, we had uh, – uh, and since then, too. I mean, I've I, you know I've had him on other albums uh, with me as well. So, I mean, right. it's, uh, it's uh, of the utmost importance to have uh, friends be a part of any project that, uh, personally speaking, that I do, you know? When you joined the band, now was this? Uh, they did a show. I think there's a YouTube video out this. Uh, shout out to my boy Brad Vanderzee that was telling me about this. Um, like one of Worms, la- well, probably his last show. They wheeled him out on a, in a coffin, right? And then you came out. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, you know what? If that's on video, fuck, I want to see that. Like I've never, I've never seen that. Really? I'll have yeah, to yeah, find yeah. that link. I'll have to get that link. I'll share. Oh it yeah, dude, I, that I, that I'd like to see. Well, I think they did this twice though. When he first joined the band, mm-hmm. he had come in. They had brought in a hearse or something, and yeah, they, yeah. Him out, they brought him out or something. Um, and that I know they have a video of. Uh, mm-hmm. But the first show, if there's a video, I haven't seen it yet. <clears throat> and in fact, what we did was we had. Um, I was, I was telling. I think I was actually telling Matt uh, this this story, and what we had done was the whole idea was he you know nobody knew that he was going to be out of the out of the project at that point, so he was going to do Crown of Horns, and and halfway through right where it comes to the solo part he was going to drop to the ground and then I was going to come in and pick him up and toss him into the into the uh, coffin. So, <laughs> yeah. so what we did was we had actually practiced at the jam. So I just remember like tossing more. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I picked him up by his pants. I picked, you know, and dropped him in. Uh, uh, and, you know, so we tried this a few times and, you know, I kind of put him on the couch and whatever. So come the, come the time of the show, 
we're, you know, we're getting ready. I get up there and I'm you know, already, I'm, you know, I've got everything running through my head of lyrics and all the rest of the stuff. And now I have to make sure this kid gets in the fucking coffin in time in about a 30 second period of time. Right. So, right. so when he drops, I get up there, I come up, nobody knows this is happening. I pick him up as I go to pick him up. I'm like, you fucking heavy motherfucker. What's <laughs> you're, like, you're like 100 pounds, but you feel like fucking 300 pounds right now. I don't know what's up. So pick him up, toss him in. Finally, I fucking kick the, um, uh, the the side of the coffin. Off he goes in, picked up the mic, started singing, and that was it, man. It was uh, was history from them. Amazing. It was. Uh, I, I I would say it is a one of the one of the Quebec shows that falls into the the lore of Quebec metal for sure. Like fuck yeah. Truly. Wonderful, uh, wonderful experience. What's one of the, uh, how would you say this now? Like during your time in Cryptopsy, what's one of the most fucked up things you encountered? Like maybe a horrible road story. You know, we, we've all had one of those. I got about a million of fucked up things that I could tell. But what's one in particular that comes to your mind that meant like, man, this was just a fucked up incident or fucking weird or something like that that happened while you were in Cryptopsy? Um, Uh, I had a sh- we had a show in um, Slovenia. Mm. Uh, there's many, but this uh, this is the first thing that came to mind, so I'll, I'll, I'll tell it. <clears throat> we had a show in Slovenia, and uh, we we ended up playing. It was you know it was it was a war torn. It was in Lubjasek there or whatever the, the main the main capital, and beautiful place, very nice people. Uh, they for whatever reason they weren't some some of them were not hot on Americans uh, North Americans right yeah. So they were letting it letting it be known that you know it was an outside festival show, <clears throat> and to get into this place was uh, the, the the complex that we played um, was surrounded by a, a, a like this big cement wall, right? So we we get in and there's a blown out section that they have this makeshift cage that's covering it. So we get inside there and I don't know when this war had taken place or whatever, but there was definitely some kind of conflict that had happened uh, in in the city, and we've seen pieces of it all over the city so we get in we get on the stage stop playing and i get some kid that keeps um lifting the 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 monitor the stage monitor keeps flipping it up and over so you know so i need to hear it i need to hear what's going on and you know i'm 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 definitely a guy who likes you know vocals and guitars everything in the fucking monitor i want to hear it you know yeah so so he keeps flipping it so i go up to the guy and i'm like in between songs i'm like dude can you just stop doing this shit, you know, like, uh, he says, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Set back up. Boom. He does it again. So I don't know. This happens like fucking two or three times. So, I'm, you know, I'm like, okay, what a fucking asshole now. You know, like, <laughs> so he puts his, they have these like fucking King cans over there. And, um, uh, in Europe, they're bigger than yeah. the King cans that we get here. They're fucking huge. They're like a little keg. <laughs> so, right. he, so he puts this down on the stage. So as soon as he fucking puts it down on the stage, I come fucking running up and I, it as fucking hot as I can. It flies past his face, like shoot, right here. It screams past his face and hits his friend fucking square in the nose. Bang! He goes down. From, he goes down, and uh, oh, then you know. So, anyways, at that point, that 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 shit ended for the for the show. He stopped it after that. But later on, the fucking kid shows up at a at a tour bus. Him and his girlfriend, and he starts talking shit and the oh, you know, whatever, you know, not, not even really like nothing insulting, just being a dick right well i said so i said dude you know what get the fuck out of here man like enough is enough 
Like, so he keeps it. So, okay, dude, fuck it. I get off the bus and I grabbed him and I fucking dragged his face across the fucking gravel. And I fucking pulled him to the side of the bus and I let him go. And then I walked back and sat back and picked up my beer and started drinking. Like, you know, you, you, we, I, we ran into, exactly. We ran into that kind of shit uh, more than occasionally with, yeah. uh, with multi people or people uh, talking shit or something like that. And, you know, yeah, I'm not a guy that's going to sit back and let it happen. Uh, very rarely anyways. And so I just said, fuck it, you know, enough of this. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Another one, actually we had uh, this one, actually, now that I think about it, we played, um, we played two shows in Winnipeg mm. at a, um, a hotel. It's like this hotel stage thing. And so, you know, as we're playing, this kid smashes a bottle <clears throat> off of the, uh, the stage. So there's, there's glass everywhere and he's just kind of, you know, he's into it. And then he proceeds to fucking smash his head into the, into the broken glass. Yeah. So as he gets up, he's got fucking chunks of glass <laughs> like this. And I'm just like looking at him. So I'm singing. I'm looking at him and I'm like, the fuck you doing, man? Like, <laughs> so everyone, we're all just, we keep playing, obviously, we just keep playing. But uh, but we're looking at this guy. Like, what the fuck? So, uh, anyways, I go back. Finally, I go back, take my towel at the end of the song. Here you go, man. Here's the towel. Like, uh, clean yourself off, buddy. All right. He fucking cleans himself off. The fucking kid bled like a sieve, man. It was unbelievable. Like fans, metal fans, <laughs> right? And I had a similar situation like that. Um, I ain't gonna get into it, but yeah, yeah, get out. into it, get into it. Uh, we uh, this was back uh, one of my first few gigs when I joined Decrypt, uh, probably 2004-2005. Uh, there was a a mutual friend of the of the band that was around. He went to school with uh, all the guys that I joined up with. We were playing. Uh, I forget the name of this fucking place. It was some like seedy fucking art gallery or i can't remember transmissions gallery i think it was called um i forget who the fuck we were playing with maybe it was it might have been misery index at the time and plague bringer um but this dude he's all fucked up man and there's like bottles getting fucking smashed everywhere next thing you know it's like dude this kid's arm is just fucking gushing blood there's blood everywhere i i didn't see him for a little while while after that and i think he was all fucked up man i ain't gonna name any names (laughs) Uh, but, uh, yeah, his ass was gone after that. And I just, I remember like joining up and I was like, this, like I said, one of my first few gigs, I'm like, all right, this is how it's going to be. I'm going to have to drink a hell of a lot of beer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, uh, after your exodus from Cryptopsy, I mean, what was the reason behind that? Other, you just wanted to raise a family or uh, what's the story with that? Uh, yeah, you know, it, it, it's, I, you know, I, 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 with my wife, um, you know, there was many challenges with, um, with touring, um, this, this was pretty problematic, I would say, uh, with, with the, with the relationship itself. So I tried yeah. for, for a long time to keep it cool and so did my wife and, and we tried to try to make it work. And, um, I mean, at some point <clears throat> I won't go into details about it. Um, it's, you know, it's neither, neither here nor there. But right. at some point, it, there was there was a it was an injunction that uh, that it was it had to be one way or the other, and you know, so I chose you know this way. So that was that was basically it. So I uh, I stepped away, and that was you know uh, it took a long time for me to to recover from it. Uh, mm-hmm. It took some time to recover with 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 the guys, some of the guys. Uh, you know, it's it's like a divorce, right? It's yeah. like um, you know. So I mean. All, you know, there was there was some things that had taken place, but uh, but at the end of the day, 
you know, I see those guys, most of those guys, and you know, I love them. Um, you know, they're they're good friends, and you know, I would uh, would do anything for those guys. So, you know, it, it w- what may have been a, an issue in the past is is certainly uh, non-existent uh, at the, at this point in the present. So, for sure, that's good, man. It's that old adage, you know, time heals all wounds. You know, absolutely. You know, I mean, it. it I, you know, I, I I may have held on to baggage for for many situations of that whole thing for a right. long time but then you you know you grow up you work on yourself you you become wiser you you know if you just you realize it's not just about you you know what i mean so so uh there's many conflicting things that had taken place and mm-hmm. and uh in hindsight i look back and i say okay well it was meant to be that way and uh and and, and i'm okay with with uh, how things turned out right on well and, and so i mean what your first venture kind of back in the music uh, was that with Coma Cluster Void or? No, the first thing I started to do almost immediately after I left the uh, after I left Cryptopsy, um, I started playing with uh, Mike. I don't know if you uh, know the band Warhorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Mike Hubbard is the drummer. I used to play with him in Infestation. So yeah, a good friend of mine. He used to come up and we we'd get together, we jam. He also plays guitar, and so we get together with him, uh, my wife Genevieve, and uh, another friend of ours, uh, JF, and we would just get together on a weekend. And literally from start to finish of the time they got there to the time they left, we wrote songs. And it was um, – that project was called Mabus. So it's unreleased unreleased material, but, uh, but it's actually in some fucking odd way, it's some of the most some – the, some of the material I'm the most proud of um, because it really brought me in a direction of doing things that were not just metal. It was metal. But it was also Stoner Rock. It was also some lightest. I mean, it was just very eclectic and very cool. And we did it on our own uh, just for us. And and still to this day, I haven't released any of those tracks. Um, but I am extremely proud of those tunes. Um, so that was the first thing. And then, uh, then after that, um, it was... It was actually a Curian that, uh, that we started, uh, that Rob and I started working on something. And then it was Coma Cluster Void shortly after where, um, uh, where uh, Gene and uh, Sylvia had, had reached out to me through, of all places, LinkedIn. And, um, <laughs> yeah, because okay. I, I wasn't on, you know, I wasn't on uh, uh, any social media except for that. I did that for work. So they reached out to me somehow. They found me and they were like, dude, you know, like we'd like, uh, we'd like, to, we'd like to send you some stuff and, you know, tell us what you think. And, uh, you know, with, with Coma Cluster Void, the stuff that I was hearing from them was just next year shit. Uh, I never heard anyone playing stuff like this. You know, there were similarities, but uh, to, to other music I was listening to, but nothing that was as fucking crazy and and chaotic and and but but still cohesive as right. uh, as that. And uh, I latched onto it immediately. I mean, over, the, over the years, I've had people try to you know, reach out to me and say, "Hey, would you like to be part of this project?" And you know, and and whether I like it or not, I just wasn't in the right frame of mind to to hop on to something at that point, aside from what I was doing with, with the, with Mike and uh, my wife. Um, But, uh, but this was something that struck me over the head uh, as enough for me to say, all right, look, you know, I'll, I'll take on a second project here. And uh, now I've been playing two different projects. I got a third project right now. I got a fourth one coming up. So, I mean, that's a good thing. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, a Curian. You guys, so you're, about to drop a new record, a new full length, right? Yes, we are. We're about uh, April tenth is the release date, and uh, it's through Redefining Darkness. We signed with them, and um, 
this has been a long, long, long process to get this album to where it is uh, at this point. Um, lots of things culminated to, you know, for the delays, uh, but the, the culmination at this point is, uh, you know, we see it now. We see uh, all this hard work that has gotten to this to this point that we're, you know, two weeks away from from this release uh, that we've been on for fucking eight years, you know. Right. So, um, so immensely, immensely proud to put this record out. <clears throat> it's it's just one of those things that, you know, in hindsight, you look back and you're like, holy fuck, man. Like, we, you know, we stuck through it. I had times, I'm sure all of us had moments of saying like, fuck, are we ever going to get this done? Um, but I, I, I don't think any one of us had said, we're not going to do this. Like, right. you know, it, it was just when it was going to happen, you know. You know, this might be a testament to not walk into it or with this kind of approach, but the approach was when we get this album done, we'll get it done. You know, we didn't do it eight years later. No, I wasn't planned for that. But I can say, like, you know, probably when it, when we get it done, when we is when we get it done, would would I would have said would have been like a safe zone of three to four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we had we had multiple things that had taken place in our lives that that stalled in several different areas, several different times uh, during, along the way. And, um, you know, here we are. Um, we're, we're two weeks away. So um, super worth it. Hell yeah. I mean, you guys, I mean, you're a band formed of guys from other multiple bands, you know, Naraxis, uh, Cattle Decap, uh, Cryptopsy. So I'm sure, you know, a lot of that kind of gets in the way of trying to get a fucking record out, you know? There was, um, you know, we, we definitely had some, you know, some time constraints with that, especially with Ollie, the bass player, um, yeah. Ollie Pinard. He had, um, you know, he's in Cryptopsy. He's doing double duty. He's in Cryptopsy. Right. He's also in Cattle Decapitation. The kid is kid is on the fucking yeah. heavy on the rise. You know, incredible bass player and um, fucking super awesome dude. You know, a good friend of mine. So, um, but yeah, you, 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 without a doubt, there was, you know, other things aside from, you know, the somber shit that that happened in our lives that were going on also I mean, Tommy's in Tommy's in the military so he had times where he was gone for for months at a time you know so we just get together and we start you know try to try to put riffs together etc cetera, etc cetera. we always kept the boat going it's just the right. you know it was just stalled along the way Fuck yeah well we're gonna put links in the bottom of this too so people can find that and uh, get that pre-order going and we'll also be playing a track at the end of this interview uh year of the long pig off that album thank you really pumped for people to hear that so let's kind of getting off the music well before we get off the music kick here um in your opinion what are your top five favorite death metal bands of all time entombed Two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. Let's say you make it to the top. What's next? Relish in the glory of your accomplishments? Okay, sure, for a minute. But then you move forward. Take the 2021 Escalade. Cadillac's newest arrival is more than just a celebration of iconic luxury. It's the most technologically advanced Escalade ever because arriving is just the beginning. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. 
never stop arriving. Uh, Gorgots. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Um, get strictly death metal. We're talking. Yes. Yeah. Um, bolt thrower. Okay. Um, autopsy. And who the fuck else? Uh, there's so many others that I could choose from. <laughs> I know, right? Um, it's like it's also between like suffocation or morbid angel or you know yeah. one of those one of those two. We'll add them both in for the final. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, Suffo's fucking the shit, man. We've uh, we've been able to share bills with those guys, man. Uh, just those are like American death metal, like for. Uh, our band, like that's like some of our biggest influences, you know, uh, me and my drummer, Brad, like, you know, guys like Suffo and obituary and corpse, um, just classic shit, man. Just classic inside, shit and know. super good dudes too. You know, super, like, uh, super good guys in suffocation are fucking brothers. What up man. Terrence? Yeah. Super <laughs> awesome. like, yeah. 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 They're, yeah, uh, man. they come to town and it's always fun. You know, it's, uh, they're, any of those classic bands, you know, I mean, if uh, I, don't, I don't know them all personally, but mm-hmm. uh, but there are many that I know and uh, always look forward to seeing everybody come to come to town, especially those old school fucking metal guys, you know. Obituary would be another, Sepultura would be another one too. I mean, fuck yeah, old school Sepultura. Like, oh, shit, where do I be? Disembowelment, I just bought a new disembowelment record off of oh, yeah. re released uh, the Transcendence record. Mm-hmm. And uh, fuck, man, that's one of my favorite records. Like, you know, uh, there's there's just so many of them that uh, that you go you could go through those old school stuff. I mean, I, I I love some of the new things that are coming out, but I really love the shit from from when I was younger, and you know, oh, yeah. I still always go back to that old school death metal. Uh, well, sound. A lot of the yeah, that sound. Too, <clears throat> a lot of it is the recording. You know, it's exactly. uh, special uh, Scott Burns shit, man. I mean, that's just still to this amazing. day. Like, people talk yeah. shit about it, but those those records all sound awesome. I don't give a yeah. fuck. They all sound yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> yeah, that gets a big fuck them. Hundred percent. You know that that guy that guy was doing shit that you know he was he was creating a sound for a scene that needed a sound, and um, you know all all power to him and all power to fucking to to what he did for those bands to to push push metal in a direction that we will never see metal disappear. Right, I, he's one of those guys. I think that man. If the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was ever going to grow a set and honor someone, you know, and, especially in metal, you know, Absolutely. in extreme metal, like that motherfucker needs like his own little wing so you can look at all these amazing records that he fucking recorded, you know? Yeah, he definitely deserves uh, Hall of Fame uh, material for sure. You know, another band that um, I really never gave the time of day. I'm trying to think how long I've been actually into like Death and Grind, probably since. I'm gonna say the late '90s, um, you know. So probably, I don't know, freshman, sophomore in high school. But a uh, band that I never really gave the time of day back in those days, because uh, I was, you know, on like Cryptopsy and all this other shit, um, was Death. Oh, and now it's it's like fuck, man. I listen to that shit now, and you got bands like Gruesome, you know. Shout out to Matt Harvey and those guys because they just do it so well. They do the they really do. so well. Yeah. Um, Man, they're just such a fucking influential band, and and like it sucks when you listen to this shit, and it's like, man, Chuck was so way ahead of his time, very um, much so. Just great music, man, and and death to me 
as far as death metal goes, they they're one of those bands that can cross over and be more accessible to, you know, a guy that's used to listening to, you know, whatever, something that's not death and not like, oh, I don't like to understand what you're saying. You know, I fucking hate that shit because to me, and you're a vocalist, you know, the same shit I'm about to say is, dude, it's an instrument. It doesn't always have to be. Look at dude, John Tardy in the beginning wasn't saying a fucking word. No, you know, <laughs> it was yeah. great. Um, and I think Chuck, though, he actually had a really good voice, dude. It's like hearing him like cover like Kiss, God of Thunder and shit. I was like, what the fuck, dude? But it rocks, dude. It's fucking awesome. And they're it's like, amazing. Totally, yeah, you they're know, totally. I'll tell you where, where that bridge happens with is musicians. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if exactly. you're a fucking musician and you're learning your instrument and you don't like a band like Death, then mm-hmm. fucking put your guitar away. Put yeah. your fucking drums away. Like, because yeah. it, that's like, that's like the next tier level uh, you know, in, in terms of technical, without being so fucking technical, mm. you don't know what the hell's going on anymore. Um, this this was technical with a purpose. You know, it it, it went places, and I, I I I will listen to death till the day I die. <laughs> till you meet death. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. You know, I mean, he's uh, you know, he was he he is an absolute uh, mastermind at uh, writing and uh, 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 putting the songs together. I mean, he, clearly the. You know, the really one of the best to come out of of metal. Period. Truly. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So moving on from the music thing, Mike, I kind of want to uh, get into what are some of the other aspects and uh, favorite things in your life that you enjoy doing, um, as far as like beer drinking. What kind? What kind of beer is your favorite? You up there in Canada? I'm surprised you ain't got a Molson with you. <laughs> no, that shit. <laughs> no, I don't like uh, you know anything macro related aside from like let's say Guinness. Uh, I'd say okay. I put them into macro territory at this point. But mm. um, uh, any of the macro breweries, I don't drink any of their shit. Um, you know, I, I, I'm definitely a guy who goes for um, stouts being the number one. Um, you know, stuff that I mean here, for instance, I've been drinking this for the last few days. I don't know if you can see that. Oh this yeah, is, yeah. Okay, this is a Quebec um, uh, Saint Ambroise, a Quebec beer, and uh, these guys are they're they're bigger than your your average craft you know breweries, but they're mm-hmm. um, but they make fucking great beer. So this is a new one. The Irish Stout is is a new one. They oh, they have an oatmeal stout. They have you know various different things. But a lot of these like some of the ones that are like the big ones that aren't quite macros are starting to really open up the market a bit in terms of coming up with different uh, different types of IPAs or different types of uh, uh, stouts or porters. Uh, these guys do a great Baltic porter. <clears throat> so for me, I like a lot of the docker beer is really where we're you're hey mike anybody ever tell you you won doc motherfucker yeah <laughs> <laughs> writing all them doc lyrics drinking all them doc beers that's it man if i can't get away from the darkness <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the darkness you ever you ever listen to those guys yeah i mean the radio stuff i i, I don't think i ever listened to um i don't think i listened to a full record but i mean uh i've, I've de- you know i've heard a few tracks uh uh, probably like three or four tracks. So um, I know that I, I, people have been trying to turn them on, uh, turn me on to them, but uh, I haven't made the leap yet. Super great musicians, man. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> dude, I, lo- I would love to hear those guys cover uh, like some Queen or some shit, dude, because yeah. he's got like that falsetto, like Freddie, you know? What's, uh, what's kind of some bands outside of like metal or death metal that you really get into? I mean, yeah. 
obviously you're a punk man you you had to come for that hardcore punk scene i mean did you grow up like in black flag and shit back in the day or what i was always around black flag um it's black flag's one of those bad brains you know here's it i've always been um it's always been around me Mm. and i i some of it i liked a lot some of it i i wasn't so hot on at the time and then as i've gotten older funny enough as i've gotten older like you have the misfits in the back yeah. That album, Legacy of Brutality, like th- this, this is only a five-year venture. I had that when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. uh, I bought it on cassette. And I was like, ah, I don't fucking know, man. The Mr. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know. And for years, like I had uh, one of my friends, actually from Infestation, um, Mark Brophy was, you know, he was, he's a he's an actual he's a punk rocker, and he was the one who was always, dude, you're gonna, you gotta listen, you gotta listen. So he fucking play it all the time. And it was one of those, I guess one of those records. I'm like, I hear it all the time. I hear all their records all the time. And now as a 48 year old, uh, for the last five years, man, I'm fucking hooked heavy on the misfits in particular. Black flag, black flag is, is one that I always liked, but I, um, I never owned anything by them, you know? So Uh it was always friends who had them. So I always listened to, you know, stuff like that. But I mean, I was listening to like shit like Siege and, you know, um, you know, Boston, band, you know, sick grindcore, old Boston band, like Postmortem. I don't know if you know those guys. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were crossover, you know, uh, thrashy, real dark fucking metal, uh, but also punk and, you know, nausea, stuff like that. I mean, I did do I have listened to all that early neurosis stuff. Yeah. Um, I love all neurosis, you know, so the whole expansion of the punk rock uh, neurosis to the uh the, the the brilliant fucking thing they've become now uh yob another you know like that style of cult of luna those kinds of bands are always been um super high on my list in terms of you know, slower doomier cathedral the early cathedral records <laughs> yeah yeah i used yeah. to work with this mexican talking, dude he loved the cathedral records <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah i know what you're talking uh, about the old, you know the old celtic frost records like anything that was slow groovy mid-tempo to slow was always my my you know and, and then and then on the other extreme the real fast stuff the grindcore stuff terrorizer um yeah. those kinds of bands fucking you know i just love that shit you know um huge fan of it uh still to this day uh i i listen to all those bands that i talked about on the regular you know um you know i'm definitely a stoner rock guy too i really like you know bands like obviously the obvious black sabbath excuse me um sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's all right, man. Hey, you can do that shit here. You know, we're not really trying to do. (laughs) All right, I think you Um, threw it to me. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. Thank you for that. Um, (laughs) you know, so that type of stuff. You know, um, um, you know, bands like Intronaut. I'm, 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 you know, I'm hooked on uh, the progressive uh, side of uh, metal as well. Progressive rock. Listen to a ton of progressive rock. Uh, You know, uh, Porcupine Tree, one of my favorites. Stephen Wilson, I fucking can't get enough of him. Opeth, I'm a huge fan of Opeth from from the from the inception of the band to where they are now. I love them all. Um, so you know, and then and then I can listen to something I can pop on. Uh, you know, the new Mirkwa record's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's her just singing uh, Scandinavian style songs. It's it's incredible. I listened to it this morning. I had a coffee. My my daughters were listening to it. They love it. I love you know, like I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be metal. Own right. boot. You know, it's it's you know for me it's it's all about you know a variety of, of tunes. You know, uh, Black Keys. I'm a big fan. Uh, Portishead. I'm a big fan. Okay. You know, so it really kind of cover the gamut in, term, in terms of the, you know styles of music I listen to. The only thing I don't go to is 
is fucking bullshit country music and bullshit pop. I fucking want to, if I could fucking slit its throat, if it was a human, uh-huh. I'd, fucking, I'd stomp uh-huh. it to the fucking ground. All that uh-huh. shit. Fucking hate. Oh, man. Hate. Fucking, oh. I hate fucking pop and country. Oh, I'm going to go hide my, I'm gonna go I'm hide my Rick that. Astley records real quick. Oh, please. Kind of, <laughs> <fucking hide that. laughs> oh, man. It's all good. I, I get You got to be versatile, man. Um, yeah. You have to be open-minded, you know, and, and everybody's entitled to like what they like, you know, Absolutely. for that country shit. You know, I will, yeah, yeah, I will yeah, harp yeah. on people for that. Um, <laughs> I do, Not like any of them would be listening to this anyway. So. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but yeah, I'm all over the place myself, dude. Uh, you know, death metal, grind, jazz. Uh, I like uh, some of the old school hip hop, like the 80s. I like, dude, dude, I, I, like the, I like the fucking fat boys, dude. Yeah. It's the best. <laughs> Shit's uh, awesome. EPM, human Eric B and Rakim, uh, yeah, dude. Beastie Boys do it. I love the fucking Beastie Boys. Beasties are awesome. Uh, oh yeah, old school hip hop all the way. Love it. Fuck yeah. Um, I'm a huge Frank Zappa guy too. What do you think about him? You ever listen to I Zappa? Love Frank Zappa? Fucking awesome, man! Like it's just fucking crazy and chaotic as you as anyone's fucking. Nobody fucking writes shit like that. Maybe no. Captain B. Captain B five might be the closest. Right. Right. It, it's weird because there was a lot of times, uh, shout to my buddy Zach Asia, I, we'd be listening to him. Um, I was like, man, you know what's so awesome about Zappa is like you hear like the technicality. I mean, and not every song, obviously. I mean, he had some goofy shit, but dude, the actual musicianship, like this guy wrote every single note of every instrument that everybody fucking played. I would sit and listen to it. There it is again. Um, thank you, Three Floyds. Uh, (laughs) um but and just and imagine it as a fucking metal lick dude you know and that's what really like i think as i got older because i liked it when i was little but it really just started to hit me when i got older it's like man imagine how that would sound if someone just fucking ripped it up dude you had some fucking because he always had some tight ass drummers too and you want to talk about guitar players dude like fucking steve body come on you know (laughs) like honestly dude you know, it's it's fucking Terry Bozio on the drum kit. Like seriously, yeah. Imagine if yeah, these I mean, dudes were playing fucking technical death metal, dude. It would be amazing. Watch over the let's go. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You know, and, and 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 the thing about Frank Zappa too that nobody realized the guy has like fucking thirty something records out there. He's just got oh, fucking dude. tons and tons and tons of fucking albums. It's, it's I think uh it's it's a hundred. It doesn't have a hundred records. Really, he has a hundred. They just finished. He was working in when he died in ninety three. He was working on number one hundred, and they finally Holy like shit. finished it off and mastered it. It came out. I want to say anywhere between three to five years ago. Holy fuck, man! Okay, yeah. So what the fuck do I know? Yeah, <laughs> I it's all good, man. hundred. Holy fuck, man! That's like a record. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous. Who's done that? Maybe Ravi Shankar. He's he's probably got a hundred records. <laughs> oh, I'm sure, dude. He's probably on one of Zappa's, dude. They probably did some yeah, live, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, so outside of music and everything, I mean, you a big sports guy or what? I am. Um, you know, I, I I played sports all my life when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I played I played soccer, baseball, hockey. Um, hockey's my sport, though. Hockey's definitely yeah. the one. You know that uh, that speaks to me. I mean, I watch you know I watch football, but if the Pats aren't on, I'm not watching a single game. Uh, um, you ain't gonna be watching this year, are you? Nah, they, uh, <laughs> Since your boy it, left, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's over now. It's over. <laughs> I'm so uh, happy. I'm a Bears yeah. guy, man. <laughs> Come uh, on. A Bears guy. How could you be happy? Ah, yeah. uh, well, yeah, man. 
nothing but heartache, but you got to stick with your team, man. I'm still yeah, on 85, and I was only like fucking three years older when that <laughs> happened. Well, they kicked the fucking Pats at ass, so. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm glad you remember. I remember. I remember. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, so I'll watch the Pats. I'll watch the Red Sox again, though. If, if, if there's another baseball team on, I'm, I'm definitely not watching it. Uh, but I am a Red Sox fan. I'm a Pats fan. But uh, but really where my uh, my loyalty of, of sports lies is the Bruins. The fucking Boston I was just going to say the Bruins, yeah. Huge fan of the Boston Bruins. Lead I'm a Blackhawks Black guy, so. Dude, I like the Blackhawks too, man. You know, like you know, you know, original six team. You know, exactly. I, I, you know, there's there's a couple of those original six teams that get, that I wipe my ass with, like the Montreal Canadiens. Oh. Uh, I've wiped my ass with Canadians so many times. My fuck, I have hemorrhoids the size of fucking C's. C's with a little A in between. They're fucking yeah, exactly. No, I hate that fuck. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're gonna get fucking deported, man. Yeah, <laughs> They're gonna open yeah. up the borders just so they could deport your ass for saying that. <laughs> hey, I make I have a I have a thing up here. I wear Bruins jerseys, and my saying is I make friends everywhere I go in the city. <laughs> yeah. right. And not a fucking soul. People will say something and then they're like, oh yeah, just uh whatever. I usually shoot them down with uh yeah, wow, some kind of fire. I just trashed someone this year. I was like we won't even see the final result, but this year, yeah. you know, Habs are in the bottom, Bruins are on the top. Some guy walked by me in a restaurant. I had a Bruins shirt on, and uh, he goes by and he made some kind of, you know, off-color comment. It, it was fine. It was it was trying to be funny, yeah, and yeah. I just said, "Oh, you guys have a team because I don't look that far down the fucking the the standings." <laughs> and he was just like, "Oh, fuck, yeah." So, <laughs> and then the year stopped. Then <laughs> <laughs> we all got fucked. It's funny. I think yeah. with the. Uh, it's weird, like, those original teams, like, those first few teams, like, there's a lot of, like, if you're just a hockey fan, a fan of hockey, a lot of people like those. Like, you, there's a lot of Blackhawks fans everywhere, you know, just, like, for some fucking reason in baseball, there's a lot of Cubs fans. I don't get that shit. But, uh, no, no. No, but but I think, you know, for, for jerseys, in terms of jerseys, the, the the Blackhawks have one of the greatest fucking jerseys of all time. Oh. The, the, just the whole thing is just, it's a beautiful, beautiful logo, beautiful design of the shirts, like, I love you know, when they did uh they did the Windy City Classic um when they were playing those and they were just the black and white jerseys. Oh dude, those oh. were nice, man. <laughs> those were nice. Yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, the Red Wings, same thing. Yeah, even yep. Toronto. I hate Toronto, but the blue, you know, the blue with the white. You know, even Montreal, the, you know, the red with I mean they're classic jerseys, but you can't take them, you know. Why are you living in Canada? On top of it, I hate winter. What the fuck are you doing here? It's always winter up there, man. The it's game the of Rhodes hasn't ended up there. They haven't gotten the memo. Yeah. <laughs> it's the fans and the ladies. I, you just, you know, that's, they hook you in. <laughs> yeah, no shit, man. Hey, so you're a big horror fan or what? Dude, I'm a huge horror fan. Uh, it's the only, basically the only films I watch. Uh, everything else can, you know, sit on the sidelines. Right, uh, right. Pretty much watch uh, horror almost exclusively. Nice. Uh, give me your top five favorite horror films. Oh, uh, John Carpenter's The Thing. Nice. Uh, Watch what you say now, Mike. Watch what you say. All right. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> Invasion of the Body Snatches with Donald Sutherland. Nice. I, lo- I love that one, too. Good. That good. fucking amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, the, the Exorcist. 
I'll throw that in there. Or The Exorcist 3. I really like that one, too. I have that on Blu-ray. It's got Chucky in it. (laughs) It's amazing. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably probably the original is probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can go with some classics. I mean, you know, like I mean, obviously uh, uh, Halloween, uh, but I've seen it so many times. I, I you know I hate using that one. It's just been one of those films I've fucking seen a billion times. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, here's one. Here's one I'll bring out from when I was a kid that okay. I love. I haven't seen it in many years, but when I was a kid, this was my favorite fucking horror movie was The Son of the Blob. <laughs> the Son of the Blob? I feel like I've seen The, the Son of the Blob. <laughs> I know I probably have. I used to go to this uh, movie gallery as a kid. I rented their fucking horror section until, I mean, that shit was wore out. I, God damn! I know I've seen that. I know it. I've seen all the Blob movies for the most part, remakes and shit. Son yeah, of the Blob. The Son of the Blob. It was the seventies, early seventies film, and it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I, I was <laughs> ter- I was terrified by this movie. I remember. I, you know, I must have been like I don't know six, seven years old. I just remember waking up and being fine. You know, probably crying, running in my parents' bedroom or whatever. But I remember that movie distinctly. How much it scared the shit out of me. I saw parts of it. Recently, they they um, they they um, they put it out on DVD or, or Blu-ray, mm. and uh, I saw parts of it. And I was like, "Really? I was the fuck was I scared of this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like this is the worst movie ever. No, it, I mean it's good. Oh, here's one: um, Race with the Devil. Do you ever see Race with the Devil? No, dude, seek this movie out. Uh, it's with um, um, not Peter Fonda, but uh, his his son. Um, James Fonda? Not James Fonda. Um, not Peter Fonda, but... Uh, Ed, no, Peter Fonda. That's it. Henry Fonda was the, the father, right? So it's Peter Fonda. So. That's the son. <clears throat> and uh, Ned Beatty, I think, or something Beatty. Beatty. <clears throat> um, uh, the girl from... Um, uh, from MASH, the blonde girl there. Uh, okay, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, Loretta Swit. Loretta Swit. Mm-hmm. This is a classic, classic seventies satanic like biker. Huh? Is it like a like a satanic like biker fucking film or something? No, it's it's satan. Well, no, no, it's not. It's like a, it's a satanic cult that is chasing after these people who witness okay. a um, a murder that takes place. Or it's a um, uh, yeah, they see they see a murder that takes place in the distance, and and then they get they they, they know that they're there, and they basically chase them around all through Texas after them in these different like scenarios. Uh, dude, it is a fucking fantastic film. Fantastic. Early seventies race with the devil. Check it out. I'm going to have to check that out. I have, do you fuck with shutter at all? Do you have that? shutter? I haven't seen shutter. I don't have it. Um, a friend of mine gave me access to it and then I could only watch it on the computer and I, I was getting aggravated. So, so I laid <laughs> off. Um, but uh, but I know they have their own, you know, I know that they, they did um, Rob Zombie's new film there, which I'm, I'm not so sure. It's, I don't know how it's going to be. Um, it's, it's garbage. Yeah, I heard it was fucking terrible, man. It's That's, fucking terrible. Let's, you know, let's not sugarcoat it for all these fucking pussies out there. Come on. It, you know, it's not good. Rob Zombie fans. It's fucking terrible. I rented it just to see it because I was like, you know, I hate all of his movies except for uh, Devil's Rejects. I was like, that one was I don't even like that one. It's, it's well, okay. There you go. There you go. Fuck it. No, I don't like it either. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Fuck that movie. Throw that shit away. Fucking <laughs> bullshit. And fuck his Halloween. 
I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Remakes, too. Yeah, I don't know, man. There, yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I no, 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 no. Don't be like, yeah, well, you know, Michael Myers, man. No, I can't take it. Can't do no, it. I mean, have the Kenny Powers, Michael Myers. Damn it. Honestly, the the, I, the only the only ones that I really like uh, are the the first two uh, from yeah. from, uh, from that series. The John Coppola films, okay. Anything else after that, eh, whatever. It's like What's the fucking favorite? Friday the Thirteenth. I just I just started introducing my uh, my daughter to to that series we watched the first three i don't know let's say a year ago and um mm-hmm. you know first two were fucking great the third one's goofy you know it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of silly. it's just it's silly you know the fourth one though is very good and then after that the fifth one is like the worst fucking it's like it's like it's fucking somebody <laughs> film and fucking let it run through the fucking I mean, it, it, it's horrible. Horrible. <laughs> and then the fifth one was fucking you know it wasn't as bad but it was goddamn bad and then yeah. so so my you know my daughter's like so do, do we dare watch the seventh one i'm like i don't know man like uh, i didn't get that you know he goes to manhattan then he's in space he's come on man fuck yeah Enough. Yeah, there, there's some good shit in some of those. So I myself, I, I love like the horror comedy mix and Stratton too. I mean, we're both huge fans of like, Evil Dead. Ah, oh, dude, um, I love the Evil Dead. Fuck, love them. Amazing. Yeah, that slapstick shit. Like it's like you know, Texas Chainsaw meets the Three Stooges or something like that. You know, <laughs> yeah. and you throw a little bit of the Exorcist in there. You know, but the sex talks again. So you like the second, uh, like, the, the second um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That was. That was I good. love it with Dennis Hopper. I own that too. That's great. It's like I'm, I'm coming, my brothers, <laughs> coming to avenge you. He was See, Dennis Hopper. When I was a kid, I didn't like it, but I, 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 I think I'm due for, uh, for a rewatch on that. Oh yeah, dude. I got a. You know what's actually not too bad either. I own all of the original like Chainsaw Massacre sequels. Um, part three, Leatherface. It's not really that bad. I mean, it's not it's not good per se. I wouldn't tell someone, "Hey, go out of your way to watch it," but I think it gets a bad rap. And then uh, the new generation with uh, Renee Zellweger and uh, Matthew McConaughey. I enjoy that fucking movie. See, I thought that one was pretty good too. I mean, I saw that years ago, and I remember not thinking it was that bad. Um, right. But I even like the 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 re- like the recent remakes of that. I, I think those are all pretty good too. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't. I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't walk away like uh, I wasted, you know, an hour and a half or two hours of my time. I what's like one it. of the what's one of the worst um, out of all the like remakes and rehashes in horror that you've uh, that you've seen in like say the past fucking ten years because there's been so goddamn many of them. Remakes of horror. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <clears throat> fuck, I don't know, man. Uh, 
what the hell did I see that I didn't like? That was that was a remake. Like, have you seen the Pet Cemetery? I like the Pet Cemetery. I thought that was good. <clears throat> that one I liked. Um, what did I see that was? I, I can't think of any that that stick out like a sore uh, sore thumb. Um, you know, I just watched um, with my old lady uh, probably about a week ago, and I remember. I wasn't really down on it when I first watched it, and goddamn, I'm surprised it's been out for as long as it has now. Um, the Evil Dead rehash, you know, the, the remake. Was really that, it was like <clears throat> I didn't hate it. Like I said, I never hated it, but it's, it was just this thing where I was like, man, I don't fucking want a remake. Just give me a goddamn sequel. And thank God we got that fucking Ash vs. Evil Dead TV That's series. Awesome. That I love. That, <laughs> that shit fucking great, and then they yeah. cut it off. Dude, I know. Do another yeah. season. Like, Super gory, like tons oh, yeah. of fucking blood. Like it's just, it's just, it's perfect. Really, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it's fucking. It was awesome. But yeah, the yeah. Evil Dead remake, man. I went back and I watched. It and I was like, wow, dude. Like that. That's some fucking seriously good shit, dude. Like as far as horror remakes go, that I mean, there was all the gore you could want. It was like the intensity of it. It was a. Uh, it was pretty damn well done, you know. I can think of a couple of ones that uh, that aren't really recent that I didn't like at all. Um, do you remember the movie? That, I think it was Thirteen Ghosts. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That movie suck balls. I hated that. that. Was, yeah, that was garbage. <clears throat> and the original was actually pretty good. The fifties, I think it's a fifties film or late uh, early sixties. That's actually yeah. a good film. Another one that I didn't like was the Haunted uh, House on Haunted Hill, the remake of uh, that with yeah. um, Michael Douglas's uh, wife there, Catherine Zeta Jones. Terrible, fucking terrible remake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't Absolutely. do that. You got, I was superimposed. <laughs> um, but, uh, but you know, I mean, those are those are ones that I remember. Uh, the, you know, the fifties films are way the fuck better than uh, than the remakes, which just you know they weren't they weren't there. I read and I read. I didn't read Thirteen uh, Ghosts, but I did read uh, House to Haunted Hill, and uh, the book is fantastic. And the original movie follows it to a T. And this one, nice. the, this is a fucking travesty that uh, the remake was a joke. I'll tell you what, man. I just watched. Oh, God, this is. And I haven't. This is the first time. So everybody watching out there and uh, listening. <laughs> oh, man, you're in for a treat. I haven't said anything publicly about this yet because <laughs> I, I'm a huge Danzig fan, right? Sure. I think he's a fucking asshole. I get it. Hey, everybody's entitled to be who, you know, who they are and what they want to be. Unfortunately for Glenn, he's a great artist, but just, you know, according to a lot of the horror stories I've heard, I've never met him. You know, I've had the chance to meet Doyle and talk to him. We play with him, um, but not Glenn. Uh, uh, So he put out this movie, right? And it's it's called Veronica, and it's supposed to be like a like a Tales from the Crypt type deal, you know, like. Um, what do you call those type of movies? Uh, help me out, Threaten, you silent fucking monk over there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> little vignettes, like little short stories, like little one yeah. shots. There, there's, there's a term used for those yeah, type of movies. I can't think of, films, of it either. So. Yeah. Um, whatever. We're all fucking dumb at the moment, you know? Must be the beer. Hell yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so I fucking, I want my girlfriend. We're both huge Danzig Misfit fans, you know, Sam Hain, all that fucking shit. Like, man, I can't wait to rent it. I was going to buy it. Thank fucking God. I saved my fucking money. I had heard. I'd post about it. You know, I mean, I like to help people out and 
promote their shit and whatever. And, you know, I'm sharing it in all my groups that it's coming out. And uh, one of my buddies, uh, dude, I've known since I was a little kid, he started blasting. He's like, man, I saw the premiere in Chicago. He's like, this is a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> don't, what, don't save yourself the time and fucking money. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Like, not saying, you know, just in the back of my mind, I'm like, fuck you, you're just a hater. <laughs> so I turned this fucking movie on, right? Now, I've seen some bad movies in my time. I mean, <laughs> fuck, I own Meet the Feebles. I don't know if you ever yeah. seen that. <laughs> you know? um, God damn, that's a fucking god-awful movie. I I had no idea what was going on at any point in time. Right. I mean, it, it was, Dude, it was just like he got some fucking porn stars to, like, be topless and, like, say the dumbest, most incoherent lines. And oh, then, man. There was no story. So when I say it didn't make sense, it wasn't just people saying stupid shit. There was just, like, no plot, really. You know, like, where the fuck is this going? Like, the first uh, story you watch is this chick with giant fucking titties that have eyeballs in them. She's, like, making out with this dude. He takes her top off, and she's got fucking eyeballs in them. Like, and she's like, ooh. And every time something, like, this weird spider fucking demon guy came out, and he's like, raping chicks and killing people and then she would like dream this and stuff and like see it and she'd just be like Ugh. it's like what what the fuck is going on like i dude i turned it off like not even halfway through oh like, man oh it was that fucking bad so you guys heard what's it here called? first it's called veronica and don't yeah, you dare I, I, go behind I, I my back and watch it. it i remember he uh, i remember he was doing a film uh, about that but i, I didn't i haven't seen it um, but Dude. Just, oh, now I'll stay the fuck away. <laughs> it's it's so bad, and it like I said, it sucks because being a fan, it's like in whatever his last couple studio albums. Uh, you know, if you want to talk about bad studio production and shit, we could go on that for days. <laughs> but uh, I, you know, I still love the man. Love his work. It's cool that he's he's doing something, and uh, he's filming a spaghetti western like horror movie with like Danny Trejo and some other people now. So I just hope that the second time around is a lot better because that fucking movie is pure piss. I'll take Rob Zombie Halloween over that shit. Is it a, uh, is it a, um, a full length? It's a full length film. Oh yeah. (laughs) It's a full length garbage. (laughs) So (laughs) stay away from that one, man. You you know, um, there's some good TV shows and shit coming out though, uh, that I've seen like as far as, like in the horror stuff, I, I really I dug the street. You watched the Stranger Things shit. You know, the first season I really liked. The second season I liked less. The last season I wanted to puke on my fucking screen. It was <laughs> kind of like The Walking Dead, man. The Walking Dead got bad. Like I don't watch it anymore season. either. I haven't I watched it in like that. three years now, man. I haven't. I didn't, it's this year that I haven't seen. I've seen nothing from it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, there's. I don't know. I just finished the uh, comic book series. I really? finally finished that, and um, it's a lot different. Obviously, it's a lot different. You know, it's, I I love the books a lot more. You know, it's it's, it's great. The, the writings are the writings fucking really great, man. It's uh it's brutal, man. It's and the the interaction between each uh, group or human, if you will, in in the comics. I just that's the show to me that should have been on like HBO or Showtime or some shit. You know, like. Hey, that's what happens. You know, a friend of mine, actually, uh, Dan, Lord Worm, he, he talks about it because he, his whole thing, uh, what does he say to me? Um, uh, 
there's a song he sings, and it's about love. But fuck, I forget. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on it. But it's he, about he's love. Relationships. It's all yeah. about relationships, and then a few zombies in between. Like it's it's yeah, you know, it's a fucking soap opera. Really, it's it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it's funny too because when they uh, when they first introduced Negan, and you had that brutal fucking opening scene, and uh, you know, uh, Glenn gets his brains fucking bashing like, "Give me the bat, Susan. I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just yeah. gonna bash your head in. I'm gonna bash you right the fuck in." <laughs> um, it, you had fans that were, you know, well, we need more gore and this and that, and then when that happened, it was too much. So yeah. then the studio cut back, and you got all you ended up getting was like more of this drama, fucking bullshit. That yeah, you know who really cares about that? As as a horror fan per se, I I want to see. I like storytelling. I like a good story. You know, I mean, fuck, I'm a wrestling fan. I watch wrestling, you know, for the physical shit. But uh, there a lot of it is the storytelling. You know, it captivated me as a kid, and like some of the characters and shit, and like the character development. And a show like that it was just like, man, it got. It was all right early on, and then it just fucking it tanked. It tanked, and they're still spawning shit off of it. And I'm just, yeah, you believe that? Now they're doing some goofy ass shit with like adolescents, like uh, yeah. kids, like, <laughs> zombie puberty, puberty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah kids that didn't didn't grow up around it or something. Now they're they're living life. Uh, they're you know get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out. <laughs> What's up? Uh, yeah. I mean, out of all the monsters, you say, like, creatures in horror, you know, I mean, you have your classic universal monsters, your Frankensteins, your creature from the Black Lagoon. Then you have, like, your 80s characters like Freddy and Jason, Michael Myers, Pumpkinhead, Chucky, the list goes on and on. Out of all of those guys, who would you say are some of your favorite characters in horror film? <clears throat> I mean, I really like Alien. Uh, I think that creature is just fucking, you know, yeah. top tier, man. You don't stop that fucking thing, you know. Um, That's a Geiger, H.R. Geiger design, right? Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, you know, I mean, I, I, I would pit him up against any of them, and I think he, you know, he wins every time. Just as long right? as it's not the predator, <laughs> yeah, who, who becomes friends with fucking humans. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make sense. What the fuck? He's fucking blowing up mankind. He's set, ready to set nuclear weapons, and now he's, and he's blowing sudden, mankind. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, he's ready to fucking become best friends with some girl and a kid. You know, like fuck. Oh, oh god! What does Hollywood do to the dream? The first Predator yeah. was good. You know, after oh, that, yeah. you know, they, not so much. But you know, Predator Two is not bad with Danny Glover. It's oh, okay. okay, that was not so bad. I, I agree, it wasn't so bad. Um, but um. I saw one. What I see recently, the I think you know this one wasn't so bad either. That it's a heavy body count was the the aliens versus predator. The second one, maybe. So the second that one, one, that yeah, that one is not too bad. Yeah, I mean, there's this fucking this you know hundreds of people who are getting killed in that one. So that, that one kid gets killed right out the gate. His dad are out hunting and shit, and then the next thing you know, he's got a fucking base hugger like. <laughs> yeah, for God's yeah. sake! At least they weren't becoming friends with him. To fucking carry him around on the on, on his fucking shoulders, like what? <laughs> <laughs> Want some candy? Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like. Um, I do really like Michael Myers. I think Michael Myers' character is just a classic character. It's just you know, no talking, no no 
no nonsense. Like, uh, yeah, I like that character a lot. Uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I did really like Freddie in the first one. I thought that character was amazing the, from the first film, and then everything else after that, he's a fucking schmuck. But uh, too but, silly for you? Yeah, he was too goofy. I just I don't. <clears throat> if 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 a movie is for me, if a movie is meant to be that co- kind of comedy, if it starts out as that kind of thing, like it's a bit of a comedy flair to it, like Wolf Cop. You watch that, I mean, it's going to be <laughs> yeah. <in> comedy. <laughs> it's yeah. fucking comedy, but it's also, you know, there's a ton of, ton of gore and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, so it's a comedy, and you already know it before you walk into it. But, you know, Freddie, you watch that first Nightmare on Elm Street, and then you watch, like, the second one with all the canned fucking responses, and by the third one, every everything out of his mouth was silly ass comments like uh you might as well put arnold schwarzenegger in uh as freddie and they still would have had docking on the soundtrack <laughs> <laughs> they're the dream warriors all right <laughs> you know what i'm talking about um what, what about as far as like zombie films go man Where, what, what's your favorite zombie film of all time you gotta go oh. Romero, go Fulci. You know, I like I like the Fulci ones. I do like those. Um, you know, what what would stop me from a Fulci one? From saying a Fulci one, like uh, uh, Beyond. Um, what the fuck is that movie called? Beyond uh, the Beyond. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's fucking it's outstanding. It makes no sense. This it's all completely exactly. Not- yeah. More <laughs> but, sense than Danzig's ass could make, though. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, but that, but that. Excuse me, but I mean that's it. I mean it's as nonsensical as it is. It's you know it's still it's just you know it's gross. It's it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what I would the reason I would say I wouldn't put them into that category or his movies into that category is just because of the the, the overdubs. The dubs right. kill me. Um, <clears throat> you know I, I'd, I'd almost rather hear it in its native tongue and then read it. You know for sure I'd rather that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but I, you know, the Romero films, the uh, the you know the well, the first one's a classic. I do like the first one. I like yeah. the remake of it. I like uh, the Savini remake was awesome. It was a, yeah, it was a early nineties one. Yeah, yeah it was fucking, that was sick. You know, it, it, you know, in many ways, it's better than you know the subsequent ones, The Day of the Dead, The Dawn of the Dead. When I was a kid, both those films I loved. I watched them in the past few years and liked them a little less. Right. Um, you know, but uh, but I mean, if, you know, surely those were good. Uh, the uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, if you want to throw them into the zombie category, those were good too. First two of those I like. Probably the only two of those. I think they're putting a third one out too. I think. I was really? To, I that. Yeah. Third, uh, Twenty Eight Days, Twenty Eight Weeks, and Twenty Eight Years. Years, I think. Uh, <laughs> it might be. Where the fuck's it gonna go? Huh? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I, I fucking thank you for coming on here. Right now, I want to give you the time to plug what you got going on and where people can find you. I mean, we're going to be dropping some links in the comments so people can click those and check that out. I want them to hear it straight from the horse's mouth. So let it fucking rip. Yeah. That's it, man. You know, we got uh, we got a Curian coming out on March 10th uh, on Redefining Darkness Records. Uh, you can find it on um, on our uh, band camp page. You can find it. Uh, it'll be in all the stores. It's going to be on all uh for electronic, uh, electric, uh, yeah, digital. It's going to be on digital uh, everywhere. <laughs> You'll find it. Um, you can reach out to me if you want on Facebook. Just look for Michael DeSalvo. I got Instagram. You'll see all that shit on here anyway. So, But uh, that's, uh, that's the newest uh, one that's going to be out there. Coma Cluster Boy, we're working on a new album uh, now. 
So that will be later. We'll do this uh, at that time, man. We got to talk oh, about man. wrestling at that point. I'm ready to talk about wrestling yet. You ready to talk about wrestling? I am ready to wrestle. Yeah, of course I am. <laughs> oh, man, dude, we're going to have to get that fucking going then. I'll tell you Absolutely. what. I'll tell you what. I, I got a plan already. Um, you, you're going to have to come on an episode of Juice Pro Wrestling then, and we'll fucking huh. cut it. Next week we got episode 100, even though we're way past that. We – we kind of like to fuck. We like to fuck with people. We've been teetering around since like '99. We did '99 ways to die, and then it was like '99 and three quarter, '99 bottles of beer on the wall. Like, and now it's the last one we just did was '99 point nine 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 nine. Just fucking with people, you know, like till we get to 100. Um, well, I mean, I can talk about the old school wrestling shit for sure. I mean, uh, but uh, but anything new, I don't know who the fuck's in there now. But uh, but the old school stuff for sure. I. Uh, I, uh, I love. It. I grew up fucking watching that. I love it. Oh, dude! Used to- I, I easily I got you got you down, man. So figure in two weeks, Juice Pro Wrestling episode one hundred and one. It'll be entitled one hundred and one Proof with Mike Casalvo. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that just fucking happened. We're gonna go old school. We like to take people back to old school. We cover it all, man. So awesome. that'll be fucking really cool to talk about, bro. Fucking right, man. Awesome. But yeah, Good. man. It's been a blast talking about fucking music and uh, sports and horror and everything with you, man. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best, and we're going to keep in contact and uh, looking forward to that new record, brother. Fucking cheers, man. Likewise, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Salute. Thank you.
You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.